Welcome to Cultural Connections Lab. I'm your host, Dr. Kelly Forbes. We are here to talk with educational professionals around the world to impact and influence the education system as we focus on cultural connections and the education of multilingual, diverse students. We're excited to have you join us today, and we sincerely hope that you enjoy the show. No, but I'm so excited uh, to, to have you here. Um, I, I feel like we're just like in front of cameras and being recorded, but yet it's no different than all the conversations that I feel like we have all the all the time. time. All the time. I'm excited to have it with you here, like oficialmente. Um, do you want to? Uh, well, I'll let you introduce yourself, but before you do, I'll brag about you. So I just, um, I have to say thank you so much for all of the amazing things that you've already taught me. You've given me so much insight into just mm -hmm. the new stories that I've seen you out in that I, I wasn't even aware that was happening within your district. Um, different ways to engage uh, leadership and learners at the same time. Um, oh, always you. such a big advocate, always such a big supporter, really promotes um, bilingualism, biliteracy, multilingualism at that. Um, I know just a little bit about your, your family and home life. I know that there's a lot of culture that's there, but I have never in my life met another person that is working specifically in the field of secondary education that is more of an ally and an advocate for our multicultural and diverse students than oh, wow. you. Well, thank you. So wow. I think a lot of people need to listen to the amazing things that Sally Diaz um, really teaches a lot of us. Um, and uh, I'm just really honored. I mean it so much. I just, because I get to learn <laughs> I, from you at the same time. For me to take, it's hard for me to take compliments, but I accept it. Thank you so much. Well, Thank you just so much. shower yourself in them um, because it's just really, it's really true. Um, there's not a lot of you out there. And so I'm thankful that you're really here yeah, uh, you. in thank live you. and living color oh, doing this. You. Yes. And everyone gets to hear about it. So right. who are you? Who is Sally Diaz? What does she do? How wonderful is she? Well, goodness. Oh, yes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I guess on a professional level, my name, you know, I said, Sally, I've been in education for 26 years now. This is my 26th year. I did not know it was that long. I know. I'm still 29. Yeah. It's how's weird that how the math is <laughs> doesn't weird add math. up. It doesn't, but I'm 29 <laughs> in education for 26 years. Um, I have been um, working with emergent bilinguals and multilingual learners for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. I've, currently, I've been in Putman City public schools for 20 years. Um, I've done a pretty much, a, I've worn so many hats in my educational career. I have been a classroom teacher. I have been an EL teacher. I've been a Title I teacher. And now currently I am uh, the secondary educational or instructional facilitator for Putman City Schools. Okay, excellent, yes, excellent. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I, and, and here you are presenting also at the conference. I had to pull it up real quickly. Uh, the name of the session is uh, Integrating Cultural Competence into the Classroom to Support Multilingual Learners. Yes. Um, I guess this was a good practice round. So first of all, thank you for sharing that information yes. um, here at OABE, but you're going to be presenting that at NABE, the yes. National Association for Bilingual Education, correct? Yes. We are, and I'm super excited about that. It was such, such an honor that we were accepted to be presented at a national level. 
I presented several times, you know, locally within my district or in other districts or within the state of Oklahoma, but to be able to do it at a national level is really exciting. And I couldn't do it without my, she's sitting over, she's standing over there, but I have a, my counterpart, my best, Ideana, one of my amazing. best, best yes. peeps in the world, Ideana Sanchez, um, and I couldn't do it without her. So. You can always come over here and just wave if you would yeah, like. Uh -huh. Just come on over, yeah, Ariana. Just say hello. We'll keep talking as she comes. But yeah. I get to, you know, see her in action as well at places like Owabe and Nabe. Uh, and so that's exciting. And here she is, Dames y Caballeros, nuestra gran amiga, Ariana. <laughs> um, but really, uh, it's, it's fantastic what you two do. I know that you really are a tight team. We are a tight team. She's my confidant. She's my... Uh, my complaining session, but also my <laughs> my um, my successes that it, mental health advocate. my mental health advocate. We all need those, don't we? And uh, but also real. we I know we are always on the same page when it comes to what our kids need. And so we really, really, she's a great advocate as well for our multilingual learners in our district. So. Well, OK, I think that's the perfect segue then into uh, what do we what what do they need? How do we know that they need that? And then what do I do as an educator? Or even, because sometimes people aren't in education that listen to the podcast, right? Oh, okay, okay. So what if there's somebody that's just in the world? Like, what is our role? Let's start with the education side, right? Um, but what do our students need and how do we know that they need that? And what, therefore, do we need and how do we know that we need that? You know, Ooh. that... That's a good question, but I really, really think, here, here, here's my, I, my whole, the way I see myself in education, the way I see myself in life is I'm a servant. I'm a servant first. Well, and so when I serve, when I serve my, my students, when I serve my leaders, when I serve other people in the building, when I serve my community, when I serve my family, when I, when I serve is what I get the reward from. And, you know, a lot of times, sometimes we think, uh, and it does take a toll, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, there are days that you, uh, it's hard emotionally, but then there's days that it's so rewarding in the end. And the best days is when you're at a store and a kid comes up to you and is like, Mrs. Diaz, do you remember? I didn't speak English and look at me now. Yeah. And I'm like, I just had you one year, but they knew that I was part of that. You cared. Yes. You obviously shared something that made them feel connected to you. Yes. I remember the first time I had one of my students, which I felt like, am I old enough to have a student that I taught <laughs> in middle school and college already? Um, and then now they have kids all of a sudden. Yes. But uh, she called me and she got into Harvard. Oh my gosh. I was, as, you know, a newcomer student coming in, I believe it was seventh or eighth grade, um, and then was able to, to work with them. And then, so those are, those are the best moments and the most rewarding moments for sure. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You and I have a lot of really good conversations yes. um, about many things, but most specifically about culture and the role that that plays in everything that we do. And so a lot mm -hmm. of times in academics, um, and again, I said that we, you know, we can move this beyond just academics, but on the academic side, of course, we're looking at testing, we're looking at grades, we're looking at uh, the WIDA or language assessment, mm -hmm. TELPASS, um, or whatever that, that might be for your local area. Um, but then it's that, that, that cultural piece. And I, I've, I still continue growing in, in mm -hmm. all of this myself all the time, and I feel like, um, 
in our conversations that we get to share a lot of that about about uh, about each other, like our own journeys, um, our own excited, funny moments, our own frustrations sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's always like that cultural piece that I feel is like missing. But then you have people that are coming back to you saying, you know, thank you, Ms. Diaz, for helping me, even though you might have had him for one year. But I think it's because you're making a special connection. And because right. of who you are and because of your experiences, I feel like that's what clues you in mm -hmm. on some cultural responsiveness. Mm -hmm. is, is there anything to that that you could speak of that would be beneficial for anyone to know when it comes to working with diverse populations and just being culturally responsive? And how's that impacted you? Um, you know, I will say being, you know, culture, I think it all, I mean, honestly, I think, you know, it all kind of derived from, um, I used to study math. Okay, I know I'm a nerd. Okay, so when I was like in fourth grade, like, I, I, like in fourth grade, I memorized like all the countries of the world. And for whatever reason, that was just something that was so fascinating to me to understand the world. And I think I've just grown up with that inside of me. I've always wanted to know about different countries, about different uh, cultures, about uh, different languages. Where are you from? You know, why, you know, and I always ask the why questions and the hard questions. And I think, getting to know people and building relationships with them. And then I'm able to ask them like, well, so how do you make your rice in hmm. your country? Mm -hmm. You know, or why do you do this? And you know, and there are, there have been times, I mean, even being in, uh, you know, I've been married to my husband. We've been together for over 30 years and we've been married for, oh my gosh, 26 years. I know, thank you. <laughs> um, but we're in a multicultural relationship and a multicultural marriage and we have a multicultural home. And there are times that are difficult because I don't understand because I'm coming from my perspective. Mm. And sometimes there are things that are frustrating or even on his side, you know, like, um, well, why are you doing this? And really when he was, when, but then when we sit down and talk about what the real problem is, is sometimes it's just a difference of perspective of where we come from because we didn't have that or he didn't have that or I didn't have that. But um, I think it's just connecting with people, asking people, getting to know people um, and just building good relations. I mean, just talking to people. Yeah, I think it's really stopping, like you said, to like you had to stop and talk and you had that conversation. Right. Many times like we're so busy, we have so much to do. We have to cover during our plan period right. because someone else is gone. Uh, we know about those situations also. Um, like, how do we do that? Or like, is like, I mean, not to have it be uh, like a question that we can't answer, but is there like an act, like a real action step that we can do or a recommendation that would really be conceivable for us to do as educational leaders in this conversation? Because we are busy, we are running around. Um, that's why we are having this conference, for example, on a Saturday, which right. we also talked about, like, how do we right. maybe switch that up? But we're trying to give space for people to be able to come and not have any other obligation because our time is so limited right. and even during the day. But we also have leaders, teachers, and students in a building that we need to be able to have some of these conversations, I would think. You're in a lot of schools. Like, what do, yeah. you, what do you think you see that might be a plausible step, I guess? to have those conversations? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know, like I keep thinking like, what do, what do I do or what, what do I see that people are doing? And I think it's just, um, it's, a good, it's a really good question, Kelly. Okay, like, well, I'm, good. Like I don't... I'm really thinking, like I don't know, I, I, can't, I can't pinpoint a specific thing that I actually do or what I've seen. I think it's just, um, I know it's cliche, but I mean, really, you know, loving your neighbor. That's not cliche. 
and it needs to be said more. But loving your neighbor and loving your neighbor doesn't mean that I have to be your BFF, but loving your neighbor just means accepting who you are and saying, you know what, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. And just moving on instead of fixating on certain things and saying, did you know that she did that? Or did mm. you know, you know, there's so many, yeah. And I don't know, I can get into specifics, but I mean, I think just loving each other and just accepting people. No, I think that's so cool though, because like, so now as you're saying that, I'm thinking, okay, so maybe it really has nothing to do with time. It has everything to do with our own behavior. Yes. So if my behavior were to be more in alignment with loving thy neighbor uh, as thyself, right? Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. making sure that we have that um, through line of respect mm -hmm. that um, even though I may not understand, um, I may not uh, have ever experienced that, uh, and or I may or may not even agree or disagree, it's still having that level of respect and I think mutual care for each other. Yeah. So I think it's about behavior. Behaviors. more than So maybe time, maybe what we're coming to the conclusion is maybe time is a factor, but it's not as big as one that we think. Maybe it's no. behavior during that time. Right. Yeah, I think, I think it's, <laughs> I yes. Does that sound like muddy water or does it clear? No, I make sense. <laughs> I think it's just about just respecting people and just saying we all come from different backgrounds and different uh, experiences and that just taking those things and learning from each other and just going on. I got to tell you that I've never, I've always like, I always feel like time is such a big obstacle, but now I'm like, it's just, it's behavior. It's your behavior. Yes. Cause I can like, I don't have to understand you hundred percent right now to start off with care and respect. Correct. Okay. And like when the kid walks, when, when you have a new kid, you know, how many times that we have these new newcomers that come into our classroom and I don't know what to do. I, you know, I look, I mean, even as me, mm -hmm. as the person that is supposed to be the expert in bilingual education or multilingual learners and the ESL, it's still, when you have that kid that walks in that doesn't speak a language, especially, I mean, I'm, I can, I can communicate with our bilingual in Spanish, but when I have the kid that walks in that is from China, that speaks Chinese, I still go, oh my gosh, what do I do? But it's all about me making myself ready and saying, you know what? Mm. I'm going to love him. I'm yeah. going to hug him and he's going to come in and we're going to have a great day. We've had so we've had some conversations about that uh, even earlier today with some other people. And it's that that one thing is about like, I have to make sure that I'm taking responsibility of what I need to be understanding and learning based on those that are in my school, mm -hmm. in my community mm -hmm. and not just have everyone just assume that everyone's going to just understand me. Right. <laughs> I want to understand what? You don't understand me. I want to understand everyone else. Right. And I think that you, um, I mean, you invited me earlier this summer to be able to come with my salsa partner, oh, Marty, nice. and to be able to talk to the newcomer students. And so just the fact that you all create that newcomer, um, what, what is it called? I don't want to misspeak. Is it Newcomer just, Summer Academy? Yeah, we just have a Newcomer Summer Academy for our secondary, specifically for our high school students. Yes. And they just come and we just, we just do a lot of fun, great activities during the summer, but we also invite many different community members to come in and talk to them and get to know just a little bit of that cultural um, acquisition that's mm -hmm. happening and getting to understand how do we, like I know you came and you talked about, oh my gosh, what did you talk about? <laughs> what did you come It was really impactful. Oh my gosh, what did you talk about? Um, I think you were just talking about, what were you talking about? When is it, just the other day? No, back in the summers. Oh, back in the summer. So, so Marty and I were there, um, and so we talked with um, we, so we talked with a group of Spanish-speaking students, and then we talked with a group that were not Spanish-speaking yes. students. So we could do a, what was Marty from Colombia and yes. me bilingual in Spanish, and so just talking about like 
What's it like to be coming from another yes. country, another culture, and then not losing your culture, but building upon that with the other culture? Right. Because my goal is for people not to lose who they are. I mean, I want you to do you, and you do you however you want to do you. But I don't want to be the reason that I'm taking away part of you to force you into another hole. And that was kind of like the yeah, theme yes, of yes. what we were talking about. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, where have I been? But uh, just providing opportunities for kids mm -hmm. and providing opportunities for kids to, uh, and actually, you know, it, I think people in our community want to come into our schools and talk with our kids and want mm -hmm. to reach out. But sometimes we, too, on the inside of the education, you know, we have our little wall around our little buildings and sometimes we also don't step out, you know, and ask people to come in. So we've had people come in and talk about insurance, health yeah. insurance, because people that come from, a lot of these kids that come from different countries don't understand the process of health insurance. I mm -hmm. mean, and when you're high schoolers, these types of conversations and these things are important and relevant to their life. Like how, oh, you mean I have to have health insurance so I can, you know, if I go get sick? Yeah. What does that look like? What does that mean? Because in some other countries where even I've been visiting, you have an issue that happens in Anybody can go. Yeah, anybody. You just go. Everyone, everybody goes to the doctor. Right. Everyone has the health care. And some people don't. It's right. not the same here. Right. It's not the same. And mm -hmm. we had a big thing with them about when do you go to the doctor, when do you go to urgent care, and when do you go to ER? And then we had this, like, activity game that they had to do, and they had to decide. They had We had these images <laughs> of all the things that you could do. Like, okay, you're having a baby. Where would you go? The yeah. doctor. <laughs> Urgent care or the emergency room. I've seen some billboards that speak to this too, <laughs> and they're really funny. <laughs> but it's very... because it's and it's not and it's it's for it's for people that aren't that it's for people that are from here, also. So I can only imagine if you're not. If you're not from here, how confusing uh -huh. that can be. Right, so. truly, truly. But that is a real situation. though. when do I go to urgent care versus the emergency room, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And so those are different conversations. Um, but back to the newcomers that that. Mm -hmm. That there's there's so many newcomers that we have, which that's how I started teaching. Yes. I mean, it was with Spanish, but then there was a quick turnover into like I feel like my official first education position was that newcomer teacher. Um, the best job I've ever had mm -hmm. in my entire life. And people would you know say, oh, we have a newcomer. And they get so yes. scared, and I'm like, yes, I have like yes, this is going to be mm -hmm. so much fun, and I would learn so much. I mean, it's just the most enriching experience. I can't say it enough. So right. if you don't know what you want to do in your life, be a newcomer teacher. But um, I know that last week or maybe earlier this week, my mm -hmm. days are all mixed up. We were having a conversation um, about some of the newcomer students that don't necessarily have literacy skills, mm -hmm. but they do have speaking and listening mm -hmm. skills. And um, do you, would you like to share? I mean, I have stuff I can say, but this is for you. Do, can you speak well, to that? Because there's cultural things it, to it, that. It is cultural there's things, and there's education um, things with all this. You know, and you know, I know, but I think a lot of schools are seeing across the country the amount of newcomers that are coming in from they across are. the world, and mm -hmm. they're all coming in from the southern border. But then we, again, they come into our school, and I'm the servant, and I'm the one that's going to take them and say, okay, how can I serve you? How can I serve? you in educational way, in emotional way, how can I serve your family, and what can we do? But um, unfortunately, a lot of these kids um, didn't have the opportunity to attend school regularly because of the circumstances of their country. Right. And then now they're here, I'm 16, I'm 17 years old, and the last time I went to school was in third grade. Mm -hmm. And so, but when I go to high school, I'm gonna You have put, all these credits now. And I need to have 24, 25 right. credits to graduate. I need to take, take a, U.S. history, American history, you know, American government, all these classes that, and then um, 
it's not even hard enough because I don't speak the language, but I'm struggling with reading. Yeah. And I'm struggling with literacy. I'm struggling with, I don't even know my multiplication facts. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm in Algebra 1 class, and what do I do? And so this is something that we are currently uh, working through a process of like, what are we going to, how are we going to best support these kids? Uh -huh. um, I don't have the answers yet. I don't have it all, but I do know that we have a lot of things that are uh, in the process and in the works. We've 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 started uh, implementing a uh, life reading program. Okay. And so that's being started up in a couple of our sites. Uh, it's not. I mean. I don't want to sit here and say we have this all together and we know exactly what we're doing, but right. we are working and we're working hard to get this thing off the ground and get kids and to serve kids and get them to what they need so they can be successful. Yes, and SLIFE, just for oh, anyone SLIFE. who's listening, are students with limited um, or interrupted formal, formal education. education. Uh huh. And, uh, and we do have many of those students. I remember I had a student that went to school up to second grade and then um, he came to me and he was in sixth grade, and I think he could have been in seventh grade, um, but then they put him in sixth grade right. because because he didn't have the education, which um, that's a, another podcast. <laughs> it's another podcast session with that right there. But the truth is, though, is that that is a reality that a lot of our educators do experience. Um, so there's, it's going to be deeper than what we would ever right. get to just right now because there are the credits, uh, there are the re requirements that, um, that don't take into consideration backgrounds of some of our students. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we can do our best, and I think that's what, uh, I know that's what you and I do every mm -hmm. single day, mm -hmm. honestly, and I I, you are so inspirational to me. You are just, I want to be like you and I grow up. <laughs> You're so good. Um, but we try to do our best every single day, right? Uh -huh. But what do you... What do you recommend to be what, like, if the one thing that we have to focus on, considering to love thy neighbor as thyself, mm -hmm. all right? I really like that you brought that back into the forefront of all of our minds and because of our behaviors, right? And so if I know that I have a student and I'm not ignorant to the fact that they're going to have a hard and arduous road ahead because mm -hmm. of something that is not even their fault, of not being right. given access to literacy skills, what can I do? What is the one thing? What if I'm working at a bank and someone comes in and they don't have literacy skills, but they do have, uh, you know, they have um, speaking and listening again? I mean, because they're not empty, they're not right, worthless, we, right? No, we all. So what? We like, all bring something to the table. Yeah. You know, I, I think everybody brings something to the table, and I think it's just as a teacher. You know, I, sometimes I put myself like, you know. Imagine myself being a 10th grade teacher and I'm in an ELA class and then I have a kid who's illiterate or hasn't had, you know, doesn't have access to education, doesn't have, what, um, doesn't, limited in English, sorry, I'm getting my words yeah, all mumbled no, here. No, you're good. But, um, and it's hard, it's hard. But I think it all gets back, you know, when, you know, even our session today, we were talking about the main cores is I need to recognize what I know and how I can grow. Mm -hmm. And then I have to recognize how can I help the student, and what is my relationship with the student? Boom, right there, relationship. And, and, and it's really relationship, because here's, here's what I know about kids. If I build a relationship with them, they want to, they're, kids, I mean, I think about all the kids that come through my classroom, and when I have those, they want to work for me. They want to make me proud. Mm -hmm. They want to turn their work in, even though it's not 100% and where I want them to be. Maybe they're still working on a third grade reading level or third grade passages, but and we're in 10th grade. But they want to do their best, and they want to. They want to make me proud. They want to say, "Ms. Diaz, here, mm -hmm. this is my best." Yeah. 
and they want to turn it in. And so I think when you build solid relationships with kids and ki relationships that are filled with love and kindness and, you know, joking around and, and, and doing all those things that we do um, to have positive relationships, kids want to do, they want to prove to you that they're worthy for you. Yeah. You know? And so I, I think it just stems on relationships. I think everything we do. They, it, it's true. It's true. And of course they want to make you proud, right? Like yeah. I remember that's how I got into Spanish is because I wanted to make, I mean, it was French, Latin, or Spanish, and I liked Mexican food. So what, like, <laughs> like just skin levels, surface level, I was just like, I'm, I had to choose one, right? Yeah. And I took German in middle school, and they didn't have to, so I was like, okay. The teacher, though. She's the one I wanted to make her proud. I wanted to make right. Senora Atkins feel good. Like she was such a great teacher. And then the more I got into it, I was like, okay, I really like this. And so I, I think that helps with, with motivation. But to the point of the question, I just think it's so wonderful how you really elevate everyone to show that they have so much worth and so much value. And you're always so positive in the way that you speak about children and about their backgrounds and their homes. And I am <laughs> thankful because we don't always have those voices. There's so many that um, sometimes as multilingual educators or multicultural educators, um, we're siloed often or kind of pushed aside maybe. You're like, oh, you're the one more thing. And I'm like, it's kind of the thing. Like right. there are children with one culture and one linguistic repertoire that are still not succeeding. And there are other ones that are coming in with these rich backgrounds and have so much experience that we don't have. But just because they may not have a literacy skill, we're not going to put them way over here and I just think you know if we really flip the script on this and start looking at everyone from that asset based lens and really celebrating who they are I think we'd be so much better in our conversations and our class setups and our master scheduling and everything else but it's because yes. of your conversations <laughs> and being so positive about who they are and what they bring as um, very full vessels um, of information knowledge and belonging as well belonging. like I mm -hmm. think it like it really makes me question like every behavior that I have, you know, because now like I go back to this thing about everyone says like there's not enough time, and I'm just like no, it's really about the behavior now. Like I'm really stuck on that. It's I been, think, yeah. but I think that you promote those those conversations, and you are right now. So I'm so glad that people are going to hear this. But um, but I know that you do that uh, in your schools because I've witnessed them, oh. even whenever okay. you speak with leadership. So. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, is there anything that you would like to share, like some, some final words or thoughts or celebrations or recommendations or anything to anyone who um, just might be listening about how awesome it really is just to embrace the diversity around us and learn more and grow? I think, yes, I, I you know, and just continue working and working hard. I think we're, I, you know, I know education is a hard, is a hard, um, uh, career and it's a hard job every day but and I know speaking you know from my perspective I think working with um, our EL students our multilingual students um, it's even harder mm -hmm. and don't give up yeah I think we're in this fast food you know we're in this drive-through fast food mindset all the time and we think that kids are supposed to come in from Cuba on Monday and by Friday they're supposed to speak English <laughs> oh, that's and, and it doesn't yes. work that way we are and, in that. <laughs> and so if just keep keep doing keep working keep working and you will see the fruit later it doesn't happen over time but you got to plant the seeds mm -hmm. and it takes sometimes it takes years for it to produce fruit but it's going to produce fruit 
Well, you planted a lot of seeds with me um, in our uh, friendship that began as a just professional relationship, <laughs> yes. and now I consider you one of my dearest friends. I, uh, I really respect you. Thank you for being here today and for planting a lot of seeds with yeah. all of us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kelly. All right. Well, hey, signing off from the Oklahoma Association for Bilingual Education 2023 here in Westmore High School and Moore Public Schools, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thank you for joining us um, for our Cultural Connections Lab, and we hope that you have a very awesome day. Los queremos mucho. We love you, and adios. Nos vemos. Nos vemos. <laughs>